Welcome, everybody. This is the second take. Welcome to this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. That music means it's time for your favorite half hour of the week. <laughs> that's what I meant to say, and then I screwed uh, it all up. Yeah. Megan, how cool. are you, friend? I'm good. Good. Yeah, it's good. a short week. It is. It's Thanksgiving week, everybody, mm-hmm. which this is like, if you work in a church and you're a pastor, this is one of the best holidays. And here's the reason why. Oh, yeah. A lot of holidays are on Mondays. That doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. I still have to come in on thir- you know, Sunday and do the thing. And then I get what the day, you know, there's, so there's no travel. This one though, it's really nice. Like, cause I usually take Fridays off. Mm-hmm. So because of that, and Friday's technically a holiday, I usually like go home early on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So it's like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. By Sunday, I'm like, I, it feels like I haven't done anything in a week. It feels great. I'm ready to come back. And the problem with that is I haven't typically looked at my message since Tuesday. So that makes it a a wee bit rough, a wee bit rough. But, and you know, but the good news is I'm wearing all new clothes from Black Friday. I've got all kinds of nice new things that I bought and uh, we just go from there. So fun. Are you excited? This is a big week. Why? Well, Thanksgiving. It's, you know, it's like something to do on a calendar. That is not like COVID related because you've been quarantined with your family. So I'm assuming you're going to go see your family. I'm going to see my mom and dad and that's going to be it. It's going to be the three of us. That's great. Right. My mom and I finalized the Thanksgiving menu on Saturday. Nice. um, Because she was like, okay, we're not doing, we're not doing it all. Yeah. So what do you want? <laughs> There's only three of us. We're not doing it yeah. at all. So what made the cut? That is one of my things on yeah. here. Favorite Thanksgiving dish that made the cut this um, year. Um, so oh, turkey. We're gonna do turkey. Okay. I've heard a lot of people Let's are just assume that the turkey. People are saying no to turkey. Yeah, Whatever. like They're like if lying. it's just your immediate family and you're not none of you really enjoy right KFC. Turkey, like I doubt it. Then, Anyways, no, I've heard like people are doing ham or other things like oh, that. Okay. But um, so we're gonna have a turkey and um. Pie, apple pie. Okay. And uh, we have this like. What are you looking forward to the most, though? Okay. What's like the thing you're like, cannot wait to get my well, hands on apple that. Apple pie. But. Okay. <laughs> that's why I said it. Who first. makes that? My mom. You should ask um, that. I mean, I can make up. I make a pretty good apple pie also, but my mom makes it. It's always better when somebody else makes it. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's also like a pro. She has like 40 years' experience yeah. on me. So. Yeah. Um, then we're doing. Lots of butter in that crust. But yeah. Yeah. She actually, I think, does half and half butter shortening. Mm, okay. Or some combo butter shortening. Um, I don't know. She has a whole... Good crust, though, right? Really good crust. Yeah. yeah. That's the key. Um, Mashed potatoes, which I'm going to make. And then we have this, like, savory bread pudding. It's kind of like, mm, okay. like a stuffing dressing. But um, it's, like, bread with, like, a custard. And then there's, like, bacon and apples and onions and cheese in it. So that's what I asked for. I like for. all of those things. Yeah. That, I was like, can we have that? And she was like, okay, but then we don't get mashed potatoes. And I was like, what if I make the mashed potatoes? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're having those and then roasted Brussels sprouts. That so. sounds like it went way downhill fast. That I, was No. See, I've always loved Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. And God. the roasted ones are, they're so good. You had me, you were so good for so long. I was like, man, I'm getting hungry. And then you said Brussels sprouts. And I said, oh, brings me right back to this. No, I'm in an you're abandoned like, theater upstairs. With, like olive oil and salt and pepper and no. Parmesan cheese. No. They're so good. The best thing you could do with Brussels sprouts is dip them in cheese <laughs> and then discard the Brussels sprout and just eat the cheese. <laughs> That would be the best way to eat Brussels sprouts. Well, you know, yeah, you can have your. My wife opinion. makes um, sweet potatoes with a um, like candy pecan mm-hmm. on top with the brown sugar. I could eat all of those. That yeah. is it. I just need that, and I'm good. And I feel like 
I get I get all of it. I get I feel like sweet potatoes are better for me than regular potatoes. Yeah, I don't but know that then that's she puts true. like butter and brown sugar and but see all that's that where top, like right? there's that part of the pyramid is oils and fats there, <laughs> Megan. So I got that going for me. I got the nuts, which is also <laughs> like good fats and protein. <laughs> so I've got protein. I've got maybe a few carbs in there. I don't know. Yeah, sweet potatoes have quite a few carbs. Couple, yeah. just a couple though. <laughs> and then it's got lots of color because it's orange and brown, so it feels very festive. Good beta carotene. A lot, probably a lot of vitamin C would be my guess. Yeah, uh, in there. So, and I need that. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, you can hold everything else. Yeah. I mean, oh my I'll have turkey if I need to, just to, to <laughs> cash it in. But um, those are so good. I'm telling you, they're delicious. It's they, amazing. I'm sure they sound great. So uh, I want to throw. You're a cook. I know. Yeah. You are. You're uh-huh. a ba- you're pr- are you a book a baker or a cook uh, or both? I think. I mean, I do both, but okay. I prefer and enjoy baking. More. I heard somebody have a strategy for how they're going to cook their bird this year. Okay. And I thought that they were lying to me. Oh. I thought that they made up a term. Um, so what I'm, and it turns out they weren't. So what I'm going to (laughs) do is I'm going to read for you a couple of cooking terms and I just want you to try and describe them for me. Okay. All right. And one of these is not real. You have to figure out which one's not real. (laughs) What does it mean to braise something? Okay. Yeah. You, um, like cook it in liquid. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cooking in liquid slowly and at a low temperature. Mm -hmm. That's the definition. Braising. Good job. That was an easy one. Start off easy. They get harder. (laughs) Okay. What does it mean to blanch something? Okay, that's when you cook like uh, really quickly, like flash boil something, um, and then you like cool it down really fast. And then you shock it in ice water. Yep. Very good. That is blanching. Two easy ones. Gets a little harder. You ready? <laughs> what does it mean to truss a bird? Okay, that's when you like tie up all the legs and stuff so that none of the you're, things on the You're inside. getting so excited. <laughs> you, I wish you guys could see her just go, okay, okay, all right, I got this. <laughs> I am. That you got it right. Yeah, yeah. you tie up. I'm, um, you know, a little competitive, and I like being right. So uh, by tying its wings <laughs> to its body and its legs yeah. closed uh-huh. to try and create the. Okay, um, so what is a self-basting bird? Oh, interesting. So I mean, uh, I like basting is when you go and take the juices from the bottom and like put it back on the top. So self-basting, I would assume, would be some sort of mechanism for it to do that on its own. <laughs> <laughs> It's just in there with a shovel by itself. Maybe is it when you like put it in like a plastic bag or whatever so that the juices like there's like a heat situation? I, I believe the definition I got that it was simply injected with a solution. Oh, uh, okay. So it, it self-based itself by... <laughs> self-based itself. <laughs> uh, so like it's like yeah. more of a solid when it goes in and then as it like heats up, it bastes as the injected liquid sure. like... That sounds Warms good. Up. That sounds great. I'd eat all of that so far. <laughs> what does it mean to spatchcock a bird? Oh, dude. I think I've heard this before, but I don't know what it means. This is the one you made up? <laughs> is this the real is one? Is it? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> is self-basting the one you made up? I don't know. Could be. It's a fun game. Like That's part of the game. I feel like I've heard before, but I don't know what it is. Okay. I win. I win the game. Gosh, I win. I'm so good. How do you win? Uh, well, that was the term. I don't know. I was just make, I'm making up rules. Uh, that is not a made up one. They're they're all real. That uh, is they're when, all real. Okay, that's called rigging the game. <laughs> Spatchcocking a bird is when you basically butterfly it and you split it open and remove the spine oh. and then you can lay it flatter and then okay. it cooks faster. Got it. So it doesn't take as long to cook. I feel a bird. like I have heard that before. 
But so, I didn't know exactly. Like, I didn't know it. I got a text from somebody who said that they were spatchcocking their bird this year. And <laughs> that all, I said, I, I'm pretty sure that's that? illegal in Washington <laughs> and all of the other 49 states. And he said, no, that's a term that you, I, you know, for, it's a cooking term. And I said, no, it's not. You made that up. And then uh, I was wrong. Yeah. So that is definitely a term. So uh, that's funny. have fun spatchcocking your bird there, Brian. <laughs> I totally would have guessed Brian too. <laughs> I didn't even say the last name, but you know who it is. Uh, that's funny. Good stuff. Uh, so that's exciting. Thursday, um, you are your teacher. So yeah. is there a half day th- Wednesday or how does that work? <laughs> yes. I don't I, even know if my kids. I am I contracted no to work until 1130 on Wednesday. Okay. Um, but like Wednesday is generally our um, planning, professional development day. Oh, so right. Like we don't have things with kids yeah right so my kids i was like well you have school on wednesday whatever the heck you want that to look like yeah. um so, i'll tell you what it's gonna look like among us and Fortnite yeah, uh-huh. and anything else yeah which uh, good for them you know what it's thanksgiving whatever so uh we have a staff meeting at eight like yeah. we normally do on wednesdays and then i'm gonna do office hours um a little bit earlier than i normally would on wednesday and I'll be like grading and prepping and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Too, so good. Um, yeah. Good. And then any plans to shop on Friday? Are you, are I'm you not Black a Black Friday, Friday shopper? No. So you don't need like 17 TVs in your house? Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, you don't even go out. Do it just like people nope, watch or I don't anything? go out. And I 100% will not go out this year. Well, yeah. I mean, this would be a unique <laughs> year to just go people watch. Like I'm going to go try and contract. I'm not going to. Yeah. You're going to get COVID. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be interesting to see. I think I'm excited for the online deals because they've obviously have been uh, progressively more online shopping lately, which is great. Like the idea of going out on Thanksgiving day, like in the evening to go shopping is just like, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Um, so I've, I've seen more people shift online. And then this year for sure, there's got to be just done genuinely more online. I feel like there's more competition that way. Yeah. And uh, that means things get cheaper and mm-hmm. I'm all for it. So is there anything <laughs> you're looking for on uh, if you do some online shopping this um, weekend? No. Nothing. Not really. Man. Maybe some like Christmas present ideas. This is it. most po- like podcasts. I'm not a shopper. Like I'm just not a shopper. Yeah. Yeah. So like. I mean, See, that's most, why I do Stitch Fix. Most good improv is like a yes and answer, right? And, I, and Megan's like, no, I don't. Is there any shopping you're excited about? No. Not really. No. I am excited. I decided what I'm going to get my niece and nephew in Colorado for Christmas. So I haven't bought it yet. I'm going to see if it goes on sale. But it's like a tent set, set for their basement that has like basketball hoop and like a dartboard, like a, like a sticky ball. Okay. Dartboard thing. And like they can crawl around in the tents. So. Are they coming up for Christmas? No, I'm oh, gonna okay. like send it to their oh, house. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. All right, um, we let's we should jump into uh, our <laughs> our talk from Sunday. We uh, did part two yeah. of our series uh, called "My Next Right Step," a series on autonomy, and uh, we looked at uh, uh, the story of David and Bathsheba in Second Samuel chapter eleven. We talked about people in power not listening to people of payroll, and uh, you know we went through. And address the issue of, okay, if I can't trust myself, then who can I trust? Perhaps I can trust the people around me. Yes, to some certain degree, but you got to be careful with that one too because you're never sure exactly who you place in your life. And and uh, make sure that they don't need something from you because if they need something from you, they'll always just tell you things that get them what they want. And that's a dangerous spot to be in that yeah. I think that David kind of uh, have led into. So. 
Yeah. A pretty popular story. I mean, uh, a very familiar story probably for many of us. Um, and uh, I, I realized, again, slightly, again, <laughs> M.A. in terms of some of the stuff that, I, that was talked about in there for kids. Less kids this week. I yeah. made mention of that in the talk. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did. how interesting. Less kids in here after week one. I'm trying to just – I'm trying to just talk – so, uh, at such a d- unique level that there's just no, there's just no, no reason to bring your kids anymore. <laughs> just, we got to start youth kids back up again or else it's just not appropriate. Um, or also I, I should make mention of this for, for those of you who tried to watch the live stream or log, log mm-hmm. into the live stream on Sunday, we were, we were, we had this awesome idea for Kylie and Megan in the morning. You guys yeah. are going to do like, who are we thankful for? You guys we did kind of do up. it in the chat. You did like, it. Just yeah. like chatting with messed people, up. Yeah. But. Messed in the chat a little bit. Um, we, uh, had Vimeo, like the actual, our, our hosting service went down. So mm-hmm. I, I realized you're like, Brent, you're just coming up with more and more excuses. Cause it used to be the internet and then it was this and now it's this. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this was like outside of our control. Yeah. This is like all of Vimeo mm-hmm. was not working for, yeah. and I, we, we went back and I said, t- like, I went to Eric this morning. I said, Hey, could you find me? Like how often are they going, is this like a maintenance thing that they mm-hmm. just do it on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock and we need to find a new platform to work with or what? And he looked back at six months and they've been down a couple of times, but, um, in those times, this is the first time ever on Sunday morning. So, yeah. um, we really do think that it was slightly unique. We did, we were able to record the video fully and it's uploaded and ready to go. Yep. You can't do it at, uh, the live, but if you go to our talks page, eastlaketricity.com slash talks, or if you're in the app, you can go to the talks button mm-hmm. on the bottom and find the right thing and, and get on that. So we apologize again. And for those of you who took time out of a Sunday to, to log in and check that out, um, I really don't have any more excuses for you other than <laughs> can we give us another chance? Uh, that'd be great. So uh, part three of the conclusion will be this Sunday. But yeah. what stood out to you? What was some of the stuff that was uh, insightful for you? Um, or questions beyond that? Well, one of the things I was thinking about is because um, you were talking about, I don't know, at one point you said something about who knows me better than myself. Um, and I think that, that there is like some truth to that, but I remember when I was like picking colleges and I thought I knew myself really well. It turns out my mom knew me way better. So like, you know, there are people in our lives that do know us better if we let them or if we've been, they've been part what of our was lives the, or whatever. What was the primary difference for you in, in that scenario, specific scenario? So, what were you looking for that you thought you were looking for? And- I think I just didn't know what I was looking for, yeah. but she already knew like what would probably be best for me and like where I would fit the best. Right. And I just didn't, I didn't know. Um, and part of that's cause she's been to college. She knows that. And then she knows me really well. Cause yeah. I went to Western Washington in Bellingham and she was like, I think this is the one you're going to like the best. Yeah. And it was, it really was the one I was going to like the best or the one I ended up liking the best and chose and went to and loved. And so, um, but just like those moments and I've had several of those moments, especially with my mom where I've like, thought something about myself or, and she was like, oh, I don't know. And then it turns out she was right. Like <laughs> it's the worst, isn't it? It's horrible. It's a little refreshing though oh, sometimes okay. too, because you're like, okay, yeah, that too. like it's that too. she like, yeah, okay. Maybe she didn't know me better than I do, but like, I don't know. It's nice to have those people in your life who can say, I think, I don't know. I think I know you well enough to say you won't enjoy doing that or that's not the best option for you. And which kind of goes back to like being careful about who you have in your life um, and not having just people who are going to say, yeah, you're great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, this is amazing, Megan. But having people in your life who are going to be like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, is that really the best choice? And I think it was important to really try. and, And I don't know if I did it right, but 
talk about how it's not just employees. It's not just like people in power, not listening to people under them. That power can play out in a lot of different ways. It can be a lot of people who are in a sense, needing something from you, which is affirmation or love, or they so desperately would just want to be your friend that they'll tell you anything. And that's just another form of reliance on this, on, on not being completely independent in this. They need something from you. They need friendship. They need you to Mm -hmm. like them, right? They want you to think well of them. And so they're going to say whatever it takes to get you to think well of them. And there's, that's not their fault necessarily. It's it's kind of our fault for relying too heavily on, on those types of things and not factoring that into our decision, uh, that maybe I should be taking this with a grain of salt in terms Mm -hmm. of what they think about it. So, yeah. And it's like, and then also in like, do you have people in your life who truly see you all sides of you? Like they see the not great sides of you also. And so like those are the people whose opinion you should value more than other people. If like if you have friends or people in your life who really only see your best side, like they don't actually know you that like they don't know the full you. And so their yep. opinion doesn't shouldn't hold as much weight because they don't know the sides. Of, like, you know, if I'm going to go into a situation, if someone knows my faults, they're going to be like, well, Megan, I know you don't do well with that or like you're going to react poorly in that. And. Um, like I need people in my life who are going to be able to say, I'm not sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Uh, anything else to stood out to you for the, um, for the text? This isn't about the text, but you talked it. about big butts a lot. I and did. didn't make an actual big butt joke and no. I was disappointed. Yeah, it was there. I, I like, <laughs> I like strung it along and then I just kind of left it. I feel yeah. like, you know, you should have called the sermon. I like big butts. Yeah. Yeah. I could have. <laughs> Really could just eliminate all kids from the audience next week. Because <laughs> you were like, there's a couple big butts that are, you said it like yeah. five times. Anyway. I think sometimes it's better to uh, show instead of tell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can, I can, I can leave it there and you know where I'm, what I mean in the joke, yeah. but mm-hmm. I don't have to spill it out for you. That's, that's, that's true. That's you did better. get some giggles. So I a think people bit, got it. A few of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's jump into uh, something yeah. interesting then. What Unless do you got you for something us? else? No, um, I was looking at it. I, I don't think so. I think it's just, uh, I liked the discussion about the servant side of things, trying to like the, the hidden community that is the servants of the household and the Downton mm-hmm. Abbey piece yeah. really like stood out to me and helped this story make sense. Because when you see, when you watch that show, you realize that there are two things going on. Like there's the external side of the family trying to maintain um, what it means to be in a, you know, an aristocratic family in, in a society and, and host dinners and banquets and managing the family names. And there's also like this un, the, on the secondary world, this undercurrent of all of the people who live in that home and work for this person mm-hmm. who know all of the things, mm-hmm. right? And that everybody on the outside kind of knows that this isn't real. That this is all kind of sort of like the pseudo a thing like that's not really who they are, but mm-hmm. this is what they're supposed to be. And so we just kind of go along with that and, and it's great. It's fine. It's whatever. And then, but like the real depth of who really knows people is within that household. And it's kind of, it's kind of true. Like I feel like growing up in a, in a, a pastor's household, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, my, and my dad and parents and always did a good job of like being authentic through and through. It wasn't like that we lived like this different lifestyle at home, but like we knew, I know more about like home life mm-hmm. than, you know, then I know my dad needs to maintain an image of being a pastor and having this all together on this side of things. And I think that that's probably true for just most in general homes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not unique to me, but 
that sort of thing and what gets played in there and how this story, I don't think it was ever meant to be told of this is the first time people are hearing about this. Like, oh my gosh, this is, nobody knew about David's escapades. Yeah, uh-huh. I think everybody knew about David's escapades and I do think he lost moral authority in that way. And I, I liked that piece of he um, tried to control the outcomes. He tried to power up like we always do when we're trying to control these outcomes. And in doing so, he lost everything that really counted mm-hmm. for him. And you see that uh, a ton throughout that story. He's just not the same person afterwards, really. Um, he's kind of a shell of who he is. He does some good things later on and and whatever. And his legacy is still, you know, he's still King David. Mm-hmm. It's still like the best king that ever was in terms of Israeli history. Uh, but it's it's almost a matter of just what could have been right? And what probably should have been, and mm-hmm. yet it wasn't. So mm-hmm. that was the only piece that I thought was yeah. interesting. Nice. I also found it interesting uh, that uh, Leia came up to us after uh, serv- or before oh. service on Sunday. Remember, we were standing uh-huh. by the door and she said that last week's podcast, she listened to it three times. Oh Is yeah. That right? That's what she said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, I, I, that's crazy. A Leia. Lot. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. I, <laughs> I don't think it's this good. So <laughs> I think that says more about you and I'm trying to figure out what you need from me to be able to tell me that that's what you, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, she also offered to take family portraits of my cats and I. <laughs> Are you going to take her up on it? I didn't know. Yes. <laughs> this is, I have two Christmas reasons. cards. I have two reasons for no. Sorry, Leah. But like, first of all, I don't think they would sit and stay. Like, okay. They would have to be asleep for it to well, be. Well, we could drug them. What if we. I'm not going to drug my cats. Well, we could. <laughs> Give them CBD oil. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's it. The other one is I do so someday, we've, you know. So we've already resolved uh, issue number one. Let's resolve issue number two. Well, someday I hope to, you know, maybe marry someone. And I'm not sure that's the kind of energy I want to put no, out there but in listen, the world. <laughs> listen, it could, it's funny. If you do it from a serious standpoint, then I would say yes, maybe. <laughs> But if we do this as a, this is hilarious. This is awesome. You obviously love your cats. I do. I'm obsessed with that. I know. And <laughs> you know who else loves your cats? Your daughter. My daughter, Jovi, Jovi. loves yeah. your cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cannot think of a better Christmas present for her <laughs> than for you to take pictures with your cats. Or you don't even have to be in the photos, really. It could just be... <laughs> Your cats and she would be totally fine with it. Yeah, I'm not necessary in that photo for Joby. We just blur you out a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah it's too funny. I was like, I don't know if that's the kind of energy I want to be putting out there. All right, something so, interesting. What'd you yeah. come up with for us this week? Um, I just found it. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about potential election fraud for a while. What? And apparently in New Zealand... There was an, a rigged election. Okay, go on. For the New Zealand's competition of bird of the year. So um, after a case of ballot box stuffing um, has threatened to derail avian democracy. That's all I read it. Um, so apparently um, the spotted kiwi has stolen the um, discovered... Uh, to have a fifteen hundred disqualifying votes placed for the smallest kiwi bird. Oh wow! So they're trying to—is uh, it a, a betting market? What's the, what's no the motives for this? No idea. They put some money on the underdog is, and wanted to make this thing happen, um, or what? So suspicion began when organizers received more than fifteen hundred votes sent from the same email address early Monday. Each vote was in favor for the little spotted kiwi. 
A concert, oh, according to the statement from Forest and Bird, a conservation organization that runs the election. So I don't know why. I don't know if they figured out who or why. The votes had to be disallowed, taken out of the competition. <laughs> is this, so. is the uh, Trump team currently using this as an example for why this could still happen? This could still work? Yep. Uh, voting is still on. Voting closes. Oh. On, well, I don't know when this is published. It as a publication. Oh, it closed. It's closed already. But um, yeah, so they had some voter fraud going on with the Forest and Bird um, <laughs> New Zealand Bird of the Year. So awesome. Yeah. Interesting. Very good. <laughs> voter fraud in the bird world. Yep. All right, mine has to do with uh, a little bit about that book that I mentioned, um, Albert oh, yeah. Spear, the Inside mm-hmm. the Third Reich book. Um, I mentioned the um, always the issue with a memoir is that it's written from the biased perspective of the first person, the author who wrote it, right? So it's always like, you know, you have to take everything that they say with a grain of salt, especially sure. when it comes to somebody who was facing a death penalty for uh-huh. his stuff. And then, I mean, it wasn't because the book came out that he didn't get the death penalty. Like he mm-hmm. got it beforehand. But, um, I, uh, so the, the, the story is if you weren't there on Sunday, he was the right-hand man for Hitler, Hitler's chief architect who was kind of assigned to turn Berlin into kind of a new Paris, a better form of Paris. Um, he was in extreme power and did a bunch of crazy stuff and it claimed through the process that he didn't fully know what was going on behind the scenes. He thought it was just kind of, uh, like a slave labor sort of stuff as opposed to actual extermination. Um, and as a result, he got 20 years in a Shandau prison, um, instead of the, uh, what he was up for, which is potentially death penalty, mm-hmm. um, spent 20 years in the prison while he was in prison, wrote these memoirs in this book format in inside the third Reich, lots of insights into Hitler, some pictures that are just like incredibly unique and whatever. Um, and wrote it while in there, started it while in there, um, smuggling papers in and out of the prison and then published afterwards. And, uh, I, I somebody came up after service and mentioned that there was a, uh, a new documentary that had come out in the last year or so, uh, or recently about him and about the, uh, the post-publication of the book and how several, he was so meticulous at hiding his involvement in all of this, that it took them 20 to 25 years to kind of figure out the depths at which he actually knew some of the things taking place Crazy. and how he was trying. And th- there's a, a new, a new one coming out, a new, uh, documentary again, that's actually coming out in this next year, mm-hmm. um, who he was involved in being a part of this documentary, still trying to clear, not clear his name because mm-hmm. you can never clear your name entirely. You're in too deep for that. Yeah. But trying to absolve sort of some of the guilt, I think, um, uh, that kind of went along with this or, or at least prevent people from thinking he's this horrible, horrible person. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a new screenplay coming out called the, the name of the Rose, uh, which is again, his book coming into a screenplay thing by a doc, a, um, a uh, who's the director here? I'm looking for the. I'm looking at this thing. Or sounds spe- interesting. Is it going to be a documentary? Is, it's an or? Israeli director, which would be interesting, right? Yeah. Vanessa Lapa, and it is was it premiered at the Berlin Festival Film Festival, and this was in March. And it was supposed to go, it was supposed to go this summer. I'm assuming that it probably mm-hmm. got pushed back because of everything. But I, I, I honestly haven't. Uh, maybe this is the one he's talking about or another one, but anyways, mm-hmm. I, there's just, it's an incredible story and, um, it is the type of person I contrasted it with for me 
when David gets caught, which would be happen a little later on mm -hmm. uh, with this um, in the in the text story that we looked at, he goes on to write a song about a psalm that mm -hmm. shows up um, about his flaws and about his what I did and mm -hmm. how I tried to cover it up, like exposing um, all of my sins mm -hmm. and putting it out there and saying, God bless me with it anyways. And mm -hmm. this- Like Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. And this, <laughs> yeah. And this guy almost doing sort of like the opposite of mm -hmm. trying to be like, uh, well, here's kind of the reasons for why I did the things that I did or yeah. what was behind it. Or uh, Hitler was so megalomaniacal that he had just like this magnetic draw to mm -hmm. him that kind of shapes, every, it just mishmashed everything. And so everybody thought this way. Mm -hmm. And it really just kind of points out for me, even as I'm reading this book, because it's still a really very entertaining book, just be wary of this. And I kind of want to be the type of person that owns up to their failures like a David then <laughs> yeah. then really tries to write novels that justify and yeah. and paint myself in a better light. Now, I would like to avoid death penalty on I mean I I get why he did it. I understand the survivalist mentality. Yeah. Um but, you know, that kind of thing. We have those choices in life. So. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Um I will try and uh post a link to that documentary once I get more details on where it came out, but I was just mm -hmm. reading an article on it and thought it was an interesting piece to kind yeah. of continue the conversation on the life of Albert Speer. So, all right. Cool. Uh on Sunday we announced our Christmas well we did it last week on the podcast. Mm -hmm. That was the kind of the cool season premiere for that. So let, why not premiere a, another thing uh, yeah. that's coming up? We are going to be doing a thing called the 12 uh, days of wear love here very very yeah. soon i saw the we, like don't talk about it don't talk about okay. it too much i'm not going to i just saw i saw the like flyer and i'm this excited is, this is uh, it's gonna be awesome right yeah. it looked really it looked great. really cool amy uh snyder helped out with that lauren's working hard um uh, trying to figure out how do we help people wear love mm -hmm. this year amidst this COVID thing yeah because uh, it would be far easier to just kind of like you know put on some moccasins, get in some comfy clothes and turn on Netflix or whatever. Yep. Uh, I say moccasins because I bought moccasins this week. <laughs> They're super comfortable. They're Minnetonkas and I love them. They're so warm. Anyways, uh, in case that like threw you off, you're like, moccasins, what are you talking about? It didn't throw me off, okay. but, they, but yeah. I'm glad you shared. Instead of bundling up with the blanket in front of Netflix or the crown or whatever, why not do something I, good? I started that. I know I'm you excited. did. Anyway. How, what do you think? Uh, so far, it's interesting. Yeah? Mm -hmm. How many have times seen? have you Googled did this really happen? Oh, see, I don't really do that all the way through, but I often will be like, this is fictional. <laughs> like, I'll like remind myself while I'm watching it. This is a fictional story. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's based off of real life, but I right. do like try and those remind are the, myself. Those are the dangerous ones though, mm -hmm. man. It's almost like fake news. Like 50% of it's real. Mm -hmm. So you're like, but I just can't tell which 50% it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hard part. I do kind of, I... Probably will Google because they cover like the queen, the palace got broken into, which they talk about this season. And so like I haven't fact checked that, but I think that was a real thing that happened. So so I remember when the first or second season came out, there was a follow up book that came out right around Christmas time that was like authorized by the same people that produced this to be like a like a fact checking thing of what mm -hmm. actually happened versus what did we take creative liberties mm -hmm. in telling about it. But I know that was just for probably season one or season two because that was the first kind of season. Yeah. I never read it, but I thought it would be interesting because I really enjoyed mm -hmm. um, season one. So perhaps they'll do that again. But. Maybe. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, make sure to do uh, after, I know it feels like forever away, but after Thanksgiving, this, <laughs> this week always feels so weird. The Sunday after Thanksgiving is always like, 
Oh yeah, there's church again. I forgot. <laughs> we would love to have you. I know you're going to be doing your trot, turkey trot runs, or perhaps you're doing the fun fun run for the 5K for the Safe Harbor thing that we're yep. hosting this weekend. Great, awesome. Do all of those things, and then be sure to log in uh, even a bit early on Sunday and participate with Kylie and Megan in some pre-service festivities, kicking off at about 9:45 a.m. on Sunday with the live stream kicking off. Cross fingers at 10 a.m. <laughs> at EastLakeTriCities.com/live or download the app. That's mm. probably the best way to get a hold of yep. it. Have a great Thanksgiving, Megan. Happy Thanksgiving. And all of you listening, hope uh, whatever it is and whoever you spend it with, that it is wonderful and uh, all of those good things. We're thankful for you as listeners. Yes. Thankful for, thankful for those of you who continue to support Eastlake through watching, through giving, through all of the things. Uh, we love you guys. Appreciate you. And uh, yep. have a great holiday. Bye. Bye.